Hey, what's up, everybody? You are listening to Cabin Radio, or you're watching this on Facebook. We're really lazy in that regard. Uh, we're here. It's the Destro Show. It's Thursday night, or it's Thursday afternoon. Whenever you're watching this, honestly, it could be it could be Friday, it could be Saturday. I don't know. It could be a uh, it could be any day of the week, really. Whenever you feel like watching this program is is when you're watching it. Uh, right now, we're just recording. We're not live at all. But I am sitting here with my very very good friend, Wade Blue. Blue, how are you? I'm doing all right. How's you, man? Oh man, no, it's been uh, it's been good. You know, it's been good. I uh, I think my shoulders are a little bit bruised up. You know what I mean? But uh, I feel like I'm getting stronger, so that's good. <clears throat> Practicing my rolls, you know, um, doing the tumbles and stuff like that, and trying to lift weights as much as I can. Um, but you know, things are good. Things are good. Uh, today on the show, though, I did want to talk to you about you. I know that often we talk about wrestling, and uh, we will talk about wrestling. I want to get your feelings on Backlash, what you thought of the show there, and the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, but no, definitely, I want to talk to you about just uh, about you, you know, about what makes uh, what makes you you and uh, and give the audience a bit more of your story. I know we've talked to you in the past on the show, but we've never gone long form like this and we've never uploaded it to the internet. So it's always just been chatting with you and whoever catches it on cabin radio. Um, yeah. So let's, let's start off with this here. So you um, tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am. A, I was born and originally in Inuvik. And for five years I lived here in Inuvik. And then after five years, I moved to Tukiyaktuk. But first of all, five years old, that's where I started watching wrestling. Wow, that's so as soon as you got back to Tuck? Yeah. As soon as I got back, my cousin had a VHS. So you know those old VHS days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coliseum and, video? Yeah. Next thing you know, he pulled out WrestleMania 12. Wow. That is the very, very first ever pay-per-view slash wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. That explains a lot. And now I understand why you like the Iron Man match so much, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, shoot. So you got it started? What's that, sorry? Yeah, it, it take me a while back when I was five years old. That's where it all started for me. For And plus, Diesel versus Undertaker. That was a monster match for me as well. Absolutely, man. Two of the biggest, you know, two of the biggest at the time, for sure. So you started watching wrestling five years old. You get into it, and so like you start backyard wrestling. You start like messing around with your friends and family, that kind of stuff. Like you're just throwing people around. Yeah, pretty much. I've been wrestling with my dad and all my uncles and aunties and all my cousins as well. So it's pretty much my entire life to be a wrestling fanatic and to be a wrestler. Oh, that's so rad, man. So fast forward, you know, like all these years later, we're watching pay-per-views together. We're playing the video game, uh, you know, 2K. We're playing, you know, Fire Pro together, all those good ones. And uh, and then we start talking. We're saying, you know, hey, obviously, you know, I think we've talked about the birth of TAW a lot. Um, you're wearing the T-shirt. I am I am not today, but I've got the poster up behind me here. Um, and uh, and the TAW title is just off to the side. You can see it off here <laughs> down there. But uh, no, so, so, so you want to be a wrestler. But what stopped you, like growing up? What what were the barriers for you to become a wrestler earlier in life? Not not now, but before, like when you were a teenager. Yeah, like you said, a teenager, a teenager goes a lot of things through his or her lifetime. And for me, it was just wrestling twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. That's all I think about. Nice man, nice. So then, like, 
how long have you wanted when 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 did you sort of look at it and say this is kind of what i want to do or i would love to do this one day well when i was about 19 or 18 years old that's the time i looked at myself in the mirror one morning and just like if anyone can start back uh, backyard wrestling and anyone can do it yep no it's totally true man it's totally true so then here we are years and years later, we start talking about the possibilities of, of putting on a wrestling show up here, of actually training and talking to these guys. What's going through your head last June? Um, holy smokes, dude. It's like the literally, hey, this is actually, wow, I didn't even realize that this is June 18th. Uh, we could look at the dates, but I think, I think this is actually the official one-year anniversary of Totally Arctic Wrestling. Congratulations, brother. Wow, we made it, dude, one year. This yeah, is it, hey? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, hey, we both did it. We both made it this far here. You know, we had a vision a year ago, and uh, here we are now, right? This is it. We're here. Uh, man. Oh, you froze on me. Yep. Froze on me. How's that? Any better? Yeah. Better. Okay. Cool. So, like I said, a year ago, we planned this out, and now we're supposed to be three shows in. We've done one because of COVID. Actually, we're supposed to be four because this is supposed to be the show this tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is supposed to be our yeah. next uh, our next show here. Darn it. No, but I mean, like, yeah. so now we're officially one year in. So it was a year ago, Blue. It was a year ago we started talking about TAW what was going through your head initially? What were your first thoughts when we started talking about this? Well, when you first told me it was just going to be me and you at the start doing everything we could. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is like pretty much playing an actor role for me as a wrestler, but I want to be a wrestler, but not a quote unquote, <laughs> not like uh, those gimmick types, like you yeah. said, but. But I was with you when you said that right from the start. I was like, wow. Two guys from the north, especially from the Arctic, two Innovacan men with a dream. Count me and I'm in. No, absolutely, man. And I mean, right away, you know, we started talking to Mad Dog. We started talking to Marty Sugar there. And he enlisted, uh, you know, Ace Redmond Jr. Uh, we had them up. I wish we could have done our camp earlier. You know, we planned on doing our camp in the summertime. And actually having months to prepare for the show. Uh, but unfortunately, with the way the timing worked out, you know, we got the ring. It didn't get shipped up uh, for a long time. Uh, thank you to Northwind, though. That's awesome for coming through with us. Finally, when we did ask them, they said no problem right away. They were just like, why didn't you ask us earlier? You know, bang. Uh, we got the ring up here. Super cool. But that was in October. So we yeah. had the wrestling camp. We got the ring like a, a week before the camp. And that was tough because it was like, where do we put it? It's the middle of winter already. Like it's cold. It's frozen. What are we going to do here? Um, so that's when Tony Tony Devlin at the youth center came up and he really stood up for us, man. He did us really good. He, he let us put the camp on at the youth center uh, free of charge. So we did some programming there with him. We helped them out. Um, but yeah, man. Wow. That was so cool. Put on. We actually got to set up the ring in the youth center. Remember how big it was, dude? Like that was crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That, the first time I met Marty Sugar and time and those guys were just so super cool and i just enjoyed their energy and positivity and like marty said it's wrestling 24 7 for him and i'm with him 
No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, two super cool guys. You know what I mean? Introduced to us, of course, by Ray John. You know, Ray John brought them up to the north here because they all partied in New Orleans together. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> man, check out the show on YouTube if you're not watching Totally Arctic Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, check it out. Well, it was so so much fun making those first five episodes there. Uh, the build up to Proving Ground, as it were. Uh, you know, so we just sort of started in June, and uh, it's time to make a new episode, bro. You know, yeah, it is. I think it's time to make a new episode here. We got to continue the story along uh, because everybody wants to know what's up with, you know, Jared California. What are the boys up to? You know, what's going on? And that was something else, too. Let's get on to that here. That's that was something all like an entire podcast in itself was us uh, meeting Jared Allison and who would then become Jared <laughs> California. That was the most amazing thing. I remember seeing him in judo. You know, yeah. after the fact, because I remember he was the one adult there that was throwing people around, and I was like, that was, I thought that was pretty cool that this guy was so good at judo, and uh, and then we had that open casting call out there. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, geez, man. Um, one sec here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I just had to answer a text there from the wife there. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I remember we, out, we had that open casting call there. We said, you know, come on, everybody. Like, hey, we're putting on a wrestling show here. Who wants to be a wrestler? And uh, like one guy came out. Well, Tony was there to record it. We still have those clips. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jared, man, Jared came out and he was like, no idea. He had he was just willing to, to play along and to do his part or whatever. And uh, yeah, go ahead. He, when he walked in with the dress t-shirt and dress pants, I was like, this is not a business meeting. This is just like, you want to be a wrestler? Just like, I thought he was going to pull an all business suit thing. I was just like, oh, okay, we, we kind of got something here. Yeah, no, he's got a unique look to him. He has a unique look and I love it because it's just like, it screams just character, right? He's got this charisma about him that you just, you want to talk to this guy. You want to know more. And that's why, like, right away, it's like, dude, how do you feel about being, like, a surfer, right? Like, from California. He's like, that's where I'm from. <laughs> so we're like, well, perfect, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, kayfabe, kayfabe. But, uh, no, like, seriously, to have him on right away and his openness yeah. to just play the part. And then, but not only his openness to play the part, but then his creativity and how far he took it afterwards. Like, he ran with that boat life stuff, dude. We didn't even have to, like... We haven't written anything for him like ever. We just told him like, here's your gimmick. You're a surfer yeah. who wanted to surf the Arctic and now you're here and you're stuck. And then he yeah. ran with this whole hobo <laughs> element of living on a boat and eating cans of old Navy beans. And it's like, what the fuck? Oh man. Oh, I tell you, man, this was honestly one of the biggest and coolest things that I've, it's, it's the biggest and coolest thing I've ever done in my life, man. Honestly, TAW is massive, bro. Yeah, and um, just to get back on my story, before I met you, like, a couple years ago? Yeah. My plan was on my 20th birthday, if I was going to leave the Nuvik and go down south, I was going to leave for wrestling, go to wrestling schools as much as I can. Next thing you know, some things changes, and next thing you know, I'm living in the Nuvik again, and I met you, bro, and it's great to meet you. Thank you for being in my life. <laughs> Man, wow. Yeah, I was really, I was really gonna leave a Newark for a wrestling school just to be down south. I, I really didn't care how I lived too, so yeah. I would have been sleeping. Yeah, I would have been sleeping in a truck or a car 
right outside of wrestling school just to wake up every morning, every day for wrestling. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. Everybody look at every successful wrestling story we've ever heard. And if you have to, there's a, there's a certain yeah. point where you just don't have the money to, to afford a hotel or a place to sleep every night. And you're going to have yeah. to sleep in your car. Like I, I can't wait for the first time I have to sleep in my car. Probably going to happen in BC, you know, save a hundred yeah. bucks, save a hundred yeah. bucks on a hotel and just sleep in the car overnight. Let's go get some weed and pizza. <laughs> yeah. I take that every, any day. Honestly, bro. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about how Blue Wilder came about. Well, after, like you said, after we started TAW, yeah, then right away, I just thought of just Blue, you know, just Blue, blue but no last name until something big happens. I don't know, cool. but next thing you know, we're getting closer and closer to the show of Proving and I just in my mind is racing like okay, all these guys have last names except for me, and I'm just like next thing you know. To be honest, I was just watching some old school wrestling, and next thing you know, I just think Howard Finkel said someone Wilder, and right there, Howard Finkel said Wilder, and just like okay, Wilder's taken. Nice. See, I thought it might have been like Gene Wilder from like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or our Van Wilder, like uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome, yeah. bro. Blue Wilder, that fits so well, bro. So who is yeah, Blue thanks. Wilder? What is what is what do you turn on to become Blue Wilder? Is it like a, what what happens for the Blue Wilder experience here? For Blue Wilder, he has no he has no shut off switch on his mind or anything. He just has an on switch and a slow down switch. But it's pretty much wrestling 24-7 all the way around. <coughs> and that's what it has to be. What's your goal? My goal is to be the best from start to finish, from bell to bell. And I want to make sure the fans go home happy. The fans are the most important thing in Blue Wilder's life. And I just want to say peace be with you and thank you for being number one fans in my life. And I'm going to get that title at North of 60 Heavyweight Championship. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> not if I can help it, buddy. I'm telling you, man, me and Jared California, we're going to br- we're going to we're going to burn the place down. We are going to have a barn burner, a warehouse burner of a match that's going to leave everybody thinking, wow. There's nothing that's going to ever follow this. This is better than Brett versus Sean. This is better than this is better than any title match you could think of in your life. This is better than Macho Hogan. This is better than Ric Flair, Macho Man. This is better than any championship match in the history of wrestling. When they look back and they say Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, no. Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk, no. This is the biggest match in the history of time, okay, is what's going to happen here. Jared California versus Destro the Eskimofo. We are going to burn that place down as soon as the GNWT lets us. And you are looking at, right here, right in my eyes here, you're looking at the first champion, okay? And you're looking at the only champion because I'm not going to be one of those multiple-time champions, those 15-time North of 60 champion. No, I'm going to win it once, and I'm going to keep it. And that's what's going to happen. So we know what's going to happen, Blue, is we're going to have to make up a mid-card title. And then you can go ahead and take the TNT Championship or the Northwest Tell Championship or the APTN Championship, whatever we call it. 
it's free for free for yours because I guarantee you anytime you take me on or anybody takes me on after I win that championship, it's 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 gonna go the one way. It's gonna be it's like the reign of terror with Triple H, except it's gonna be cool. Okay. You got to slow your brakes there because you're forgetting your first ever title match, and it's gonna be against Jared California. I don't know what he's. I don't know. To be honest, he's got a lot of expectations from him. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he's going to pull it off because, like you said, you're a big, powerful guy, and he has speed on you. He does. No, he's a fast guy. You know what I mean? He's a really fast guy. Um, but you know what? It's like it's like when they talked to Jungle Boy, and Jungle Boy said, you know what? Everybody's bigger than me. Well, guess what? Everybody's faster than me, okay? I'm already used to fighting fast guys, okay? I'm the slowest one in the yard here. So I, I can say, set the pace down to my level here, right? Grounded pound style, man. Grounded pound style. Pow. Hitman. But uh, anyways, that all that aside here, all that aside, let's talk about Blue Wilder's first real opponent here. Because now, as people know, if they're watching the YouTube show, Blue, you got injured at training camp, so you weren't at Proving Ground, right? You made Obviously, you had the biggest impact of the night, you know, with the, with the what do you call it? What do, what's the stunner called? What's the move called? Ice cold stunner. The ice cold stunner. You blasted the ice cold stunner on Ace Redmond Jr. You cost them the tag team match, which thank you, by the way. Uh, Jared and I thank you for that. As reluctant as I was, uh, definitely it was a good win. It was an awesome, awesome spot. But now you haven't had a match yet in TAW. So now we didn't know what to do with you because it was kind of like, yo, you know, me and Jared are set up for the title. And now there's this. COVID's going on, so there's only three of us. What's going to happen with you? And I was like, sure as hell he's not coming into our title match, right? I'm not going to make that happen. Uh, so luckily enough, though, luckily enough, from the coasts of Tuktiuktuk, from from the beaches, comes the Nolar Bear. Nolar Bear comes out of literally nowhere, out of Husky Lakes, and challenges you to an unsanctioned match. How do you feel about this? First of all, you're there. Okay, I want to talk about other stuff with you first. There's, there's yeah, so much to yeah. talk about. But let's talk yeah. about Nolar Bear right now. When you saw Nolar Bear's challenge, what was going through your head? Well, when I first saw it on Instagram, I was I was just, to be honest, I was shocked when I heard him joining KAW roster and challenging me to an unshakes and fight. My, my mind just went to wrestling mode, how I can hurt him, how I can, you know, strategists do it. So now, are you threatened at all by this guy here? What What do you feel like? He looks like an animal, bro. He looks like a beast. Are you threatened at all? I am not underestimating <laughs> Bear or anyone. I'm not estimating him. I bet he can, for sure, kick my ass in any given day. But this unsanctioned fight can bring out the true beast in us. That's what our match is for. That's why it's there for, to. It's a dog fight. It's just going to be a simple dog fight. Hey, I mean, and and very well put too. I mean, given where it could happen, I mean, who knows, right? This thing could happen anywhere. So, definitely, that's awesome, man. Well, it's good to know that you're prepared here. So now, you, obviously, you don't ever. A smart man never looks past his first opponent, or you never look past the opponent you're in front of. But now, let's say that you do beat Nolar Bear here. Let's say that you beat Nolar Bear in this unsanctioned fight. And and Rajon has no child, no choice but to look at you then in a different light. What's your next step after if you if you succeed against Nolar Bear? What's your long term goals here for TAW? Like you said, my my very first <laughs> match is against Nolar Bear. 
and it's the most important one because I want to prove to you in the wrestling world and to whoever wants to challenge me in the ring, don't sleep on me because I can think clearly and faster than you. You are very sharp in that ring. Let me tell you, my friend, I've definitely seen the tapes. I've seen you rolling around, and I can't wait to lock up with you, man, once this COVID stuff ends here, man. And let me tell you, uh, we're going to have some good matches. There's so much. We want to have the boys up here too, right? There's so many people to bring up here. Um, and then bigger names, man. We've got like we've got names that want to come up. You know what I mean? We actually have people that want to come up here and wrestle. So it's just like, let it happen. Um, but now let me segue into this here then. So speaking of Instagram, speaking of TAW, speaking of Blue Wilder, you came out with a promo about a month ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. You, you came out with a promo. Uh, you called me out, and I responded. Uh, but I wasn't the only one that responded to you. We actually got the video come in. Uh, it turns out Le Champion, Chris Jericho <laughs> of All Elite Wrestling, comes out with this video addressing Blue Wilder uh, and your and your then promo style because it's definitely changed since then. Yeah. But so what uh, what was going through your head when you saw this video of this? legitimately one of the greatest of all time or the greatest of all time pro wrestlers who's done this for decades. And now he's saying your name. How would you, how'd you feel about that? I have to give him, I have to give the champ credit. He, he did call me boring and I agree with him. I was boring then, but now it changed to him. Thanks to him. And I thank Chris Jericho for that, for putting a lighter and igniting a fire under my ass. And Chris Jericho, thank you. There we go. Thank you to Chris Jericho. Thank you to Le Champion from Blue Wilder here. I think that's the only the only thank you he's going to get. I think if Jericho ever came up north, you might just pop him in the mouth for uh, for for lipping off to you like that. So uh, I don't know if Chris Jericho would get the warmest reaction, warmest the warmest of welcomes from Blue Wilder here. Definitely <laughs> from me though. Definitely I got his back. So if I got to him first, believe me, you wouldn't get to touch him. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Okay, I, I would definitely have that man's back here all the way through. We'd go out to the Trapper, and uh, let me tell you, I would stave off all those guys, man. They'd all be wanting to scrap. I would scrap them all. I'd be like, Skoda and boys, pop, pop, pop. <laughs> and that's all it would take, man, just me versus me versus everybody at the Trapper, me versus everybody at the Gold Range, me versus everybody at the Raven. Wherever it's going to be in the NWT, I'll take on any fight because that's what I got to do is defend, defend my honor, right? Defend my honor and start fights with people. Not start fights with people, but end <laughs> fights with people is what I want to say. End fights because with of because of the champion, your friend. Because of because of the belief that people put inside of me. That's why because people believe me to be bigger than I am. So that's why I make it. I am bigger than I am is because people believe in me. They're the wind beneath my wings that soars me up, up and above. So, so let me let me ask you this then. How old are you right now? 28. 28 years old, starting pro wrestling here in the Arctic. Where do you want to go with it? How long do you want to wrestle for? What do you want to do? Do you want to like travel? Like, what do you see? Where do you see yourself going with this? To be honest, I want to travel every part of the world for wrestling to put on great matches for fans. And to be honest, I just want to be a wrestler from around the world to travel, not to stay one place or stay with one company. <clears throat> hasn't even had his first match in TAW. Already planning to leave this guy. 
That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And that's what it's really about. You know what I mean? Is getting there because like I said, I've already been booked in Miami and if things worked the way they could have, I could have been in like, you know, in Alabama by now too. Uh, so that would have been sweet uh, down in the States there. And like you said, man, once you know the art, once you know the language of pro wrestling, you can go anywhere and do it and learn more. You know, once you, once you learn those basics. So hopefully now, you know, through time here, we will learn those basics through our trainers. Uh, thanks again to Mad Dog Marty Sugar, to Ace Redmond Jr. for training us, uh, for everything you guys are doing for us, for everything you guys have done for TAW, like the work you guys have put in, uh, the efforts and the support that we're getting um, has just been amazing. Uh, so many people have put their put forward for TAW. You know, like we've got Dave Kaufman, Mary Beckett, and Shron Van Loon from our first show. So thank you guys for helping us set up. You guys were such a big part of that show. Um, you know, we've got the the Bullocks. We've got Logan, Kareen, Natalie, Aubrey. They all came out, and they really helped us out during Proving Ground as well. Man, we had so many people come out. Lauren McGinnis and his awesome uh, opening. We just watched that again. So we just watched Proving Ground. Proving Ground was our first show the TAW did obviously we called it proving ground because you know, we were proving something. Um, <laughs> and, uh, November 18th, 2019 Ingamo hall, we put the ring in the middle of the room and we managed to fit about 150, 160 people in there. I think, Hey, about there, it was packed. Yeah. It was, it was pretty packed. Uh, we have our plan for the next time we're going to fill the room. It's going to be even bigger. Uh, it's going to be even fuller, I guess you could say, but, uh, so, Blue, tell me about, like, it's the day of. I have all the photos. I just uploaded them all to Facebook again. I was going through them. There's the photo of me and you outside of ICS there when we picked up the last mat, right? So we have the trailer full of mats. It's like 9.30 or 10 in the morning. It's like minus 30 at that point, bro. And yeah. it's, it's the middle of November, end of November, really. Yeah. What are you thinking going into this? Is this like, what? how are you feeling at that moment? No. I wanted to be in the match, to be honest, but like you said, I was injured and I nothing can do about it when you're injured. So I had to put my big boy pants on and try to be the best host I can be for you guys that night. And I hope I did you guys proud of when I was the host. Oh, hell show. yeah. Oh, hell yeah, bro. No, you did great, man. That was amazing. Like I said, next time we just, it was our first show. There was a whole bunch of hiccups. There was a whole bunch of stuff we're going to struggle through and learn. Uh, now we know, you know, to have like a scripted out, like just sort of like a, a, a list of the matches out ahead of time. So you guys know as MCs, you know, what sort of where to guide it. You know, you and Rajon did awesome. Rajon did a great job of entertaining the, the crowd. I know that. Everybody loved Rajon's act there. Uh, he really went all out. And I know that, uh, I know that a lot of people want to see him get his comeuppance because, a lot of people expected the mayor to knock him out there. I think a lot of people expected the mayor to just pick I him up. And... Too... I thought I thought she was going to slap him. To be honest, because the way she looked at Rajon, I was like, "That's a slap! Come on, slap him!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the moment. That's exactly the yeah. moment to do it. Yeah. yeah, but so now proving ground turned out to be awesome. Uh, we had that. We had the taping there. We had uh, Jared versus uh, Ace Redmond Jr. We had uh, Magic. The Maniac Magic versus Steve Bearluck. Uh, we had myself versus uh, versus Mad Dog Marty Sugar. And then we had the North versus the West or North versus South. Uh, myself and Jared versus Mad Dog and Ace. And that was that was a great card, man. Honestly, I wish, like, we know we wanted to have more that night. We wanted to have more that night, but it just didn't work out. Um, it was the first time. A lot of people didn't really have, like, they were like, eh, you know, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, yeah. But but now, yeah, like, we've got people helping us out with with passes. We've got support coming in you know so it's 
It's happening. Uh, we thought we'd get a little bit more support than we did. Uh, you know, we're still looking for an airline to hop on with us. That'd be great. Uh, if any airlines in the north want to hop on with us, because it's expensive. You know, we we should just drive these guys up from Whitehorse. Honestly, fly everybody into Whitehorse and drive them up from there. It'll be like a northern death tour thing, except it's not a death tour. It's just a Dempster Highway. You know what? That should be the plan, Blue. That's literally the plan now is we fly everybody to Whitehorse from Vancouver. It's so cheap to do that. And then we just get a van from somebody. Like, we'll get Northwind. We'll ask somebody. We'll rent a van here in town, which is going to be cheaper than flying up 10 people. And we fucking fill that bus full of people. And we drive them up the Dempster Highway from Whitehorse, man. I think we do that. You and me in the front seat, them in the back. And plus, too, that would be a great way to know the guys and... Yeah, spend some time with them. And, I mean, it becomes even more of a trip because Marty and Ace got to fly over Whitehorse and Old Crow. They they got to go that route, and then they got to go over Yellowknife the second time. So they got to see the whole Arctic from the sky. But imagine now seeing it from a van, you know, that was just, like, on a safe highway, and you're not, like, freaking out, and and there's actually beds. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'd be great. I think that's what we have to do. That's what we have to frame it now. I think that's what we do is we frame it like that. Perfect. Perfect. We're brainstorming here on Cabin Radio. This is exactly what needs to be happening here on the Destro Show. You're listening to Cabin Radio, by the way, sponsored by TAW, because uh, I can do that. We can sponsor our own show, right? TAW is now sponsoring the Destro Show. So, Blue, tell me then, you've been a wrestling fan. Tell me when you uh, you you knew that you wanted to be this hero like when when did you make up the, the mind you were like you know what i want to be a really good guy here and you just didn't want to be like a bad guy well when i was i think it was um pay-per-view of um that storyline between eddie and kurt angle you know to me it was a great storyline between eddie guerrero and kurt angle for the title that yeah. was the best one i thought and Eddie Guerrero is an interest in, he's a positivity, he's a true message, he's a true wrestler's wrestler. And after I seen him facing The Undertaker, Big Show, all those big guys, yeah, that that's when I just, right there, that 14-year-old kid, me, just like, you know what, I'm going to be a wrestler for the rest of my life. Yeah, and that was it, hey? That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, Eddie's definitely one of the greats, man. Honestly, there's so many to list off. You know what I mean? There's so many great wrestlers out there to list off. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Guerrero, you got you got tons of like the whole radicals group there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jericho, of course, you know, you got Jericho, you got Kurt Angle, you know, you got the Eskimo, Owen Hart. <laughs> tons of them, man. There's yeah. tons of them. Tons of them. Yeah. Awesome. So much. It really is, though. It really is, though. So, okay, so Blue, now tell the audience here, leave the audience here uh with something to uh What's your message here to leave the audience with? My message is to be respectful to one another because we're really going through really hard times through everything and anything in the world. And peace be with you. And my mess and for my legacy, when I when it's my time to retire from the wrestling business, there goes the blue wrestler from the Arctic Circle. From he's an Eskimo. He's an Innovaton. He may, I just want to be a damn good wrestler to people's eyes. That's all I wanted to be. Oh, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome. Hey, man, and you're going to get there. You're going to get there. Hard work and determination, right? Yep. 
Yeah, exactly, man. Well, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for being a part of this, Blue. Obviously, like I said, we hang out tons, but I've never gotten to talk to you in depth about yourself and about how your feelings about TAW and how it all started. So thank you so much, man. No, thank you, Des. Yeah. Oh, really quick, though. Favorite match of all time? Any promotion? What would you say if you had to narrow it down? Shibata versus Okada, 2017. And, um... I forgot what's their pay-per-view called, but it, but it's to me the best match of all time. Wow! Like versus, yeah. Holy smokes! Wow, cool man. I thought I was gonna I was gonna go totally American. I was just gonna say Brett versus Owen because that's like WrestleMania ten is my jam. Um, yeah, that is, for American, yes, that is my favorite match of all time. Besides that, those are my two top favorites. Nice. That's excellent, man. That's excellent. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again, Blue. Thank you everybody for listening here so much. Uh, Keep it tuned in to Cabin Radio every single week. You're listening to the Destro Show or you're watching us. Either way, we support it. Thanks so much.